Welcome to the queue. My name is Nurse Bug. I'm your friendly neighborhood nurse surveyor. And hi, I'm Tina Webster. I'm so glad you joined us. Hi, I'm Santana Mullen. So glad you all could join us. This week, we're going to be talking about technology to keep elderly residents independent in nursing homes. And I found a few really good articles. The first one that I want to talk about is seven new tech ideas for elder care that helps seniors live happier, healthier lives. And they, they mentioned a few things that I thought were super interesting when it came to, you know, offering different things to residents to kind of help with emotional and the loneliness that comes with being in long-term care. And the first one was VR headset. And it said that they offered simulations for residents facing a variety of situations. So staff and residents can use it. It gave one example of saying that they'd be at the grocery store picking items off the shelf. It included for staff experiencing macular degeneration, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, strokes, brain, spinal cord injuries, or neurodegenerative diseases. And it helps them develop empathy and improve care delivery. And you can tailor the experiences and exercises to the needs and abilities of the resident, which I thought was really cool. And it also records the physiological and kinematic kinematic responses, quantifying the progress with scored metrics over time. So you can see if they're making improvements, even if they're making small improvements. That is so great. Yeah, it takes them out of the nursing home and allows them to go places, even if they're not leaving, which I thought was really fun. <laughs> The second thing that came up was robotic pets. They said that these robo cats and pups create a meaningful connection and that they have sensors that allow interaction. The cat responds to touch, rolls over, and utters 32 different purrs, and the pup's heart slows if a hand is placed on their back, which we know everybody has pets. Most everybody has pets. And when you go into the nursing home, we can't always bring them. Sometimes you can, but if you can't, they're a wonderful way to bring them in when they can't care for a live pet or have the live pet there. When I first started thinking about this, I robotic pets were not at the top of my list. I didn't think of them. But after reading this, I'm like, okay, I get it now. I get it. Because it takes away all the need to feed water, take it outside, and you can still have that meaningful time with a pet, whether it be stroking their fur, you know, whatever. I've just seen that being used with a, with a resident. Uh, she yeah. had one of those robotic cats, and that was so cool to watch her see her facial expressions and everything. It was so nice. Yeah, I've seen the babies, the ladies that have the babies, but I've never seen the robotic pets. So I hope those become a little more used because I love the idea of them. I have seen these little robo pets used in a memory care unit. And they would get them out like in the evenings to help with sundowners. It created, you know, that relaxing environment for them. Just a calming. It was just like so calming them when they would get those little pets out. And one in particular, I was telling Lindsay about this one lady. Her family actually got one of those like little Build-A-Bear where you could record the voice of the family yeah. and put it inside. To her, just like hearing that every night, her little family's voice and having that with her. That's what it's all about, right, ladies? Like helping yeah. little residents get through those times, and especially in those evenings. I mean, they were like proactively trying to prevent the 
behaviors in the evening that was associated with sundowners and creating that beforehand and bringing out those little animals. I mean, they all just lit up. They weren't telling them these are real. All they heard was their loved one's voice. All they heard was, yes. you know, their sister, their mother, their, you know, whomever. And that's what gave them comfort and gave them calmness. You know, they love that. I wish we had more of those type things. And, and I really do believe that we will start seeing more and more of this type of technology in our nursing homes. At least I certainly hope so. Some families struggle with the cost of those type of things. But honestly, there's enough organizations, there's enough people that would help donate. Donate, um, yeah. For, for those type of projects in, in the nursing homes, I really believe that that would be something, if the facility wanted to take that on, that would be a great project for them to try to get some of those devices for their residents. Yeah. It's not just like you see on the outside that warms your heart. You guys talk about watching them with them, but the psychological and physical aspects, their blood pressure goes down, their heart rate kind of baseline. I think I even read that cardiovascular disease and whatnot actually, I'm not going to say it reverses it, but they talk about how heart health and all that stuff is intertwined with how you feel and what you're doing and that right there. I mean, yes, you look at them and you're like, oh my gosh, this is the cutest thing ever. But you also have to realize that on the inside, it's doing good as well. Mentally, physically, it covers all bases. The next one is kind of <laughs> different. It's called Toy Labs and they created something called Trulu. And it's a toilet that has sensors that can scan the size, color, consistency, etc. of waste. And it provides information to the nurse about whether a resident's dehydrated, they have a UTI, they have C. diff, norovirus, etc. And this early detection allows for prompt action. And it can prevent hospitalization, the spread of infection among a community. It's one of those things where you're like, I didn't know I needed this in my life, but it would definitely help, especially with those people who get UTIs where they don't have symptoms, right? Wow, that's cool too. I know. The last one was called a vital band. It's an emergency voice call out fall detect watch that they wear on their wrist. And it's a very subtle way to monitor falls. You can track vital signs, heart, respiration rates, O2, physical activity, sleep quality, med reminders and if a fall is detected alerts are sent to dispatch ems if they're not in a care home if they choose the no ems response the fall alert is sent to five pre-configured caregivers whether it be family or in the nursing home of course it, it would be in the nursing home but it can alert everybody that takes away some of the work from the nurses too because you know how you have to call and notify family and notify the don you could set it up with those five pre-configured to notify the DON, the administrator, the doctor, the family, you know, like that's handy. Save some time. Have you girls found anything that would be tech device that you would think would be fun or any stories that you found? The only thing that I've seen recently that I thought was just amazing was even though it's not the technical device, it's, it's something that they use to hold the technical device. And that was a, a lap tray that was devised to go to different levels so it could lift up high or go down low and it had different angles 
They could put their laptop on it. That was really nice. And then they also had in the same facility, they had individual swinging arms that would come out of the wall that held their a small television. And the resident was able to move that television and keep it right in front of them. They could turn it to the side. They could turn it any which way. But especially for those residents that share a room, I don't know how many times I witnessed <laughs> um, two residents getting in an argument over a television that was shared between the two of them over one saying it's too loud, not loud enough. They didn't like what was on, all of that. So giving them that individual television that's right there for them and they are in control of what's on and how it's positioned and everything. I thought that was really, really cool. That is really neat, Tina. And I think it's probably fair to say that as we're seeing these new things come to our nursing homes, historically, I don't think our long-term care industry has been at the forefront of adapting the latest and greatest technology that might be out there for the broader healthcare space. From my view, I think we're starting to see that shift. We're seeing the use of technology in long-term care and how is that assisting our residents to be more independent and also alleviating that burden off of our nursing staff as well. One thing, I had a facility I was working with that was talking about even using artificial intelligence. You know, that's not the term that they used, but ultimately it was. It was um, an application of a chat box that they were using in their nursing home. And so how is artificial intelligence even going to start to transform nursing homes. You know, I don't think we're going to be any exception to using AI-generated resources that might be out there. So in particular, this one nursing home was using a chat box to provide 24-7 support to residents and their families that would help them answer questions, have that direct line with the resident, and even schedule appointments for their residents as well. So the feedback that I heard was it was freeing up their nurses to be able to focus more on those complex tasks that they needed for providing direct care and that they were starting to really change the way that care was being delivered. I think we will be able to expect to see as more AI technology continues to, be, to develop that we'll see more innovative and effective applications of that in nursing homes in years to come as well. So exciting, too, for the residents. I'm so excited for them. It is. It's exciting. At some of the conventions that I've been to, guys, with promoting Keysource and whatnot, I got to walk around a bit and kind of look at what they have for seniors nowadays, even like in nursing homes or home care, you know, whatever it might be. There was two interesting things that I saw that I wanted to mention. And there was a bot, okay? It stood about three feet tall. And it would bring food, snacks. It would interact with the resident. It could say simple phrases or, you know, if a resident was like, you know, I need to speak to the administrator, it had functions where it it had keywords and it would go to certain people and relay messages and do all the things. And I thought it was just the coolest thing because, again, like you said, Santana, you're taking the burden off of some of your staff. And with the short staffing, you can't measure the amount of goodness that comes from that when your staff are able to do their job and you also have your residents who need a drink of water or a snack or whatever. I thought it was super, super interesting. 
you know, I was going to just say that in several facilities, they are using a robot in the dining room, which I think yeah. is pretty cool. You know, it doesn't have a lot of different functions, but it does help the staff tremendously with making sure that things are on the table, they go get things, just monitoring the room, going around to the tables. And the residents really think it's nice, too. It's something different. I'm definitely excited for technology to be in our nursing facilities. The other thing that I saw that I really, really liked, it was a, it sounds simple, but for those people, those residents that can't use their hands effectively, it was a food plate, okay, and it was suctioned out and it had an electronic arm. And this electronic arm could be set to different individuals, kind of like, you know how your car seat, you can set one, two, three for whoever's driving. They have different settings for different residents that would use it. And this arm has AI that learns, you know, the height it needs to be at, where the mouth is. It was crazy to watch. I wish I'll have to find a link for it and remember what it was called. But it was crazy to watch it work because a resident who can't feed themselves, one of the tags that I wrote the most as a surveyor would be staff standing up feeding someone or staff playing on their phone while they're feeding someone. That didn't always happen. But to see a staff engaged with the resident feeding them, it made my heart happy. And so when it comes to the staffing issue, and you don't have enough people to do this, and you have to be standing because you have three people to feed and help, this kind of takes a little bit of that independence. And even though they're not feeding themselves, no one's having to do that. The staff that is helping, you know, somebody eat or whatever, they can converse with the other residents at the table while also conversing with the resident that they're feeding. And they can focus on that one resident and all of the other residents and give each individual attention with these plates that feed. All of these ideas just help in general. I mean, and I think the staffing issue is the thing that comes to the forefront of my mind because they really do all alleviate some of the load. Yes, they do. With 50 years of experience and experts across all areas of nursing home care, QSource genuinely understands the needs of your facility. We've always been there alongside you and we've walked in your shoes. No matter the situation, QSource is prepared to tackle your challenges, solve your issues, and answer your questions. Let QSource encourage, educate, and empower you. Contact us at any time at QSource.org. We will always be here to help. And now back to the podcast. The next few articles that I have kind of go together. There was one called The Best Smart Home Devices to Help Aging in Place. And then What Are Digital Assistants and How Helpful Are They to Seniors? So they talked about smart devices, sensors, light, plugs, cameras, alarm, voice-activated speakers. All of those make everything pretty safe and convenient. So if you're a resident laying in bed and you're like, lights on, or if you can't speak, that becomes a little more challenging. Sometimes there's buttons they can push, you know, if they can't push the buttons, there's all sorts of different ways to do it. But being able to turn on the lights yourself, voice-activated speakers, if you want to listen to the morning news, it allows them to be independent in that moment when usually, you know, they've hit the call light and they're waiting on staff. And it enables residents and caregivers to keep lists, which I thought was really interesting for appointments with doctors. Like if you're having a symptom and you're like, I need to remember this, you just tell Alexa or whoever to remember it. 
It also allows for drop-ins for staff. You know how sometimes the call lights have the two-way communication system? Instead of that, you just have a drop-in. They push their call light and you drop in and say, oh, you know, Miss so-and-so, what do you need? And they could just tell you. You don't have to go into the room. And that's even better if they have, if they're on isolation, right? Yes. This stuff blew my mind as I was reading it, guys. The digital assistant, when it comes to being helpful, there was one, two, three, five different bullet points. And it says that they will answer questions about weather, traffic, news, turn on dim lights that turns on and off the TV. You could change the room temperature. They set reminders to take pills, watch what they eat, doctor's appointment reminders. And if they have, let's say they do self-administering meds, it tells you when you have expired meds and that they need to be reordered. It plays music and radio. You can send text messages, emails, and other messages to family and friends. Yet they still make their own payments on things. You can make online payments, check bank balances, make phone calls. They just make life more convenient for the seniors and the caregivers working with the residents. All of the things that you could put in place to help seniors feel more independent. After reading this, I'm like, this is easy. Like, this is an easy choice. I'm not sure if it's Alexa or if it was a different, something else different, but a resident was using that to listen to a book. It was a book on, a book on tape kind of thing. That was very rewarding to watch that resident really be engaged, listening to a story that was being read to them. So I think that's a great option for the residents as well. Yeah, there's video screens too, where they can like, I have one actually, I forget what it's called, but it, it sits in my kitchen and it like, if I'm talking to someone, it moves around with me and it does a video call. It's the craziest thing, but <laughs> it, 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 I like that. <laughs> well, you, can, you can shut this camera off. You can like actually close it so that it doesn't. But that way, whoever's talking to you can see you, you know. Yeah, that's nice. That's cool. But if you think about it, you know, if they want to call their family and do that and see them and interact with them while they're cooking dinner or watching TV or whatever, they can. Makes it that easy. Santana, do you have any good stories and or other that you want to put out there? Thanking Lindsay about all of these new ideas you have shared with us and how much it can help with the current challenges that we're facing in long-term care with this technology that's out there. And going back to what you said about the staffing shortages, I mean, increasing, it's causing us to increase the care needs that are out there and we're shifting to this value-based care. I just think it's essential for us to explore these innovative solutions that you've talked about for providing better care for our residents. And it's so important right now, a lot of the demands that could be put into place with the proposed staffing mandate, thinking about what can we do with what's out there to to make this easier for our staff and take some of that burden off of them. And the time to start looking at these products that are out there and, and options that are out there is now. We have to really start thinking about how can we continue to create sustainable ways for our industry to grow and then also provide the highest quality of care for our residents. So in the end, I think all of these, as you've discussed, really comes down to improving patient outcomes. Yeah. And the first step is going to be evaluating which which systems and AI 
that would benefit your residents. And that's going to be on an individualized basis, which QSource can help you do that. We can help you individualize those care plans and interventions to residents that need certain different things. Like I said, some can't use their hands, some can't speak. And so those voice activated ones won't work. The second part of that is going to be providing education to your staff about the different tech. And we can help with that. Of course, it'll be like a quappy project because you always want to kind of lay all that out and get it written down. And then you would review your current facility vision values to promote technologies with residents and then make sure that they align with the rules and regulations. Because, of course, these devices, they have to be HIPAA compliant. A lot of them actually are. Most of them, actually. I was reading on Alexa that they do have HIPAA compliant regulations with it, like it won't record you, you know, if you don't ask it to, it doesn't, you can turn off certain functions if, you know, you're having a doctor's appointment in the room. There's all these things you can do because people worry about privacy and they, they've already taken care of that. We talked about policies and procedures tailored to facility and resident individualized needs. So those policies and procedures are going to have to contain information about the smart tech devices and what should be allowed on them the care plan improvements and family education right along with that. And then the staff education on the devices, programs, and copies. All of that is going to improve day-to-day life for the residents, just like you said, Santana. Overall happiness. You can use resident council for continued evaluation for promoting these sort of things. You have to talk with them to find out what they want because we've talked about so many different things. But like I said, it's going to be so individualized to each resident that maybe there's something you didn't think of. Yes, I think that's a great idea, Lindsay, taking it through resident council. These are all things that QSource already does. Honestly, guys, I had never thought about AI. (laughs) But as big as it's gotten and as big as it's going to get, many of the articles that I read, this is just going to extrapolate into the future. You know, technology, smart home, all that sort of stuff. So we want to stay abreast of that. I think just like any other quality improvement initiative, this is a really fun one where there's a lot of different tangents that you can go on and things you can find that improve the residents' lives. And I, I'm really excited. Tina, you said you're excited now multiple times. Like, I don't know if y'all can tell, but I'm excited. (laughs) I'm (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we have come to the part where I'm going to give you a teaser. I'm going to give you a teaser for next week. Next week, we're going to talk about what's ahead for 2024. Trends in staffing, regulatory compliance, quality care, safety, financials, and of course, technology. Thank you for listening to this QSource podcast. If you ever find yourself needing QSource to assist your facility, please reach out to us at QSource.org so our long-term care experts can help you through the process. If you want to hear more podcasts like this, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your favorite audio. Just search for QSource and you will find us. Thank you and have an amazing day.